The hardest game of 2023 for Ole Miss football might be the Auburn Tigers. And it's not going to be because of schematics or X's and O's or even talent on the field. It's going to be because this whole thing has gotten weird. Like, boiled bunny weird. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. Just want to let you know this episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Also, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Um, do us a favor. We're available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. So subscribe to that channel. Hit the bell for notifications. Upvote the video and comment down below. We'd appreciate it. Anyway, the hardest game in the 2023 season for Ole Miss is likely going to be on the Plains at Jordan-Hare Stadium at Auburn, Alabama, the Auburn Tigers. And yes, I know that Ole Miss has to go to Georgia. Yes, I know that Ole Miss has to go to Alabama. But those are X's and O's and talent things. Those, those are normal, difficult games that may not go the way that you think it's going to go. This Auburn game is going to go that we, the way we think it's going to go. Now, let's reverse chronological order the series of events that have led to this weird Auburn relationship that has developed over the last three or four months, maybe even a year, going back almost to the Sugar Bowl in 2021. But the latest thing was they blatantly ripped off the Lane Kiffin SIP design. They're like trying to recre recreate his image for recruiting and all the cool stuff that he does. That SIP shirt, that, that long sleeve t-shirt that says SIP across the front. There's one that says war. Now we've seen the doctored photo on the internet um, where they did some work on it. And I'm not even talking about that. that that's silly. But the design of that shirt was to basically copy what is going on. Before that, Auburn was recruiting players from Ole Miss to jump to them in the transfer portal, which most schools are. That's not really that big of a deal. Before that, they were going after seemingly every assistant coach on the staff trying to fill out the Hugh Freeze, former Ole Miss coaches, head coaching staff. They, did, they were successful on Jake Thornton, but that was a situation where it was either Auburn or Georgia Tech. It wasn't either Auburn or Ole Miss. And they obviously hired Hugh Freeze, and this was after a protracted sabotage session where they basically took Ole Miss down in the second half of the season trying to get Lane Kiffin, and they offered huge amounts of money, ended up with Lane Kiffin turning them down and staying at Ole Miss, and they just became a jilted team. Shortly before that, um, Lane Kiffin ran for about 450 yards on the Auburn Tigers. Even without a defense, they, they, they took it over pretty well. But it has not been a good four- or five-month period for the Auburn Tigers with Ole Miss football. So they have tried to take, steal. They've tried to emulate where they can. Little things where they tried to debilitate them in places, and they tried to attack them in the transfer portal. Now, all of these are being done by Ole Miss to other schools as we speak, but none of them is 
everything is being done to all those schools. The fact that there's so much, they're so repeating it. And it kind of makes you wonder why that is going to happen. And you see the fervor in the fan base. Uh, you know, I love um, Therapy Grind. He pops up in the comments from time to time, and he basically debunks what he's saying. But he keeps talking about the Ole Miss quarterback competition, that the loser of this competition is probably going to end up in Auburn in the fall. And it was like, why would I worry about the person that lost this quarterback competition where he would end up? But the fact that they already have it programmed in their mind that, okay, we need to go there and look there. We need to attack that room. And it's, it's weird. And that fervor in their fan base is going to make that stadium a cauldron. It's going to make that stadium Tiger Stadium difficulty level to level of play. It's going to be hard when, with Jackson Dart or Spencer Sanders or whoever is calling thing. There's going to be 80,000 people that are really hopped up that day. It's going to be one of those games where it just means more. You know, sorry to the pun for SEC football. And we're going to talk in the second segment about why this obsession kind of exists and where it's coming from, because I don't think Ole Miss fans were prepared for this, but it's here, it's happening, and now they need to kind of get used to what's going on um, with the two. Now, one of the things that we want to talk about and is this. This is the SEC records since the 2000s, 2020s, and it's from Saturday Down South. Now, there's been a couple of games played um, since this record was compiled. I think this was done in, like, early November. So, Ole Miss lost two or three games. So, just go 22 and 12. But so is Auburn. So, Auburn's like 15 and 19 um, towards the end of the season. They're down there with Vandy. They're down there with Missouri. They're down there with South Carolina. This, this kind of fueled this fan base to try and take and try and – recreate what has been built here at Ole Miss. Now, everybody remembers whenever this coaching search went down, I was not pleased with how it was handled. I said some choice words about it, and I stand by every one of them because I'm here to defend Ole Miss. I'm not here to defend Lane Kiffin. I'm not here to defend an alumni group that's in there. I'm here to defend Ole Miss. And if, I, if anybody is doing something harmful to Ole Miss – I am going to say something about it. That's just the way I'm programmed. But even though that went down, this reciprocation has been so weird. It is almost a reverse of the Tommy Tuberville situation. The fact that I always have people in my comments, I always have people in my threads talking about Auburn's better. I had a comment on two or three shows ago that just said Locked On Auburn is better, which it is. I mean, Zach Blackerby has like 10,000 subscribers. It's definitely better. But that's just a weird comment for the Locked On Ole Miss show. And it makes you wonder what we've all gone through. Whenever we just say out loud what is happening over and over over the last four months, and then you put that forward to Jordan-Hare Stadium – Next, I think, October, when almost goes in there. If it's a night game, which, honestly, it probably will be, that is going to be an extremely difficult place to play. 
Now, it's games that Lane Kiffin wanted. It's games that he's built Ole Miss for. You know, Ole Miss lost that game two years ago in Jordan-Harris Stadium, but the quarterback got hurt and Ole Miss had no wide receivers. And also, Lane Kiffin refused to kick field goals, which, heck, two or three games a year, it seems like, are lost by that fact. But know what you're going into. Know that while Auburn might be sixth in the West, might be fifth in the West, seventh in the West, that's not the team you're playing that night. That's not the environment you're going into that night. It's going to be an absolute war. And it's going to be extremely hard to get a victory in a place that at nighttime, which, like I said, I think that game will be at night, it is difficult to get a victory in. Now, if Ole Miss had their druthers, that's, that's got 11 a.m. written all over it. Let's do it. Let's ride. Let's do that. Because they do that, Ole Miss has a good chance to go in there and boat race that. But at nighttime, with that cauldron and everybody getting liquored up, and everything that happened, Auburn is going to make that extremely difficult. And that's the reason I think that this game will be the hardest game that Ole Miss has to play in the 2023 season. That's on even with on the road at Georgia and on the road at Alabama. This is going to be car- hard because of the extra scenarios. When we come back, we will talk about why this obsession has developed. What's happening? Because it's almost a unique situation. We'll talk about that in just a second. And also at the end, it's like once this realignment happens and Texas and Oklahoma comes in, I'm going to talk about why I'm going to miss this game. Because this game over the last 10 years has just ticked up a little bit at a time all the way through. And it's gotten to the point where it's it's almost gotten a little bit crazy. So we will see exactly how that goes. Anyway. I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner, Locked On, um, because they are the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. You can download FanDuel now. So you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That's a pretty good situation. And remember, in Mississippi, you have to go to a retail place and gamble. You can't really use the FanDuel. But if you're an Ole Miss fan in Tennessee, honestly, if you're an Auburn fan watching this in Tennessee, um, I think if you're in Illinois or Louisiana, you can use it at that level. So it's, it's a really cool thing. FanDuel's Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best, best of all, you can get paid on your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand-new podcast. It's Locked On College Basketball has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Ole Miss has a chance to go 2-0 this week. Most schools, that's not a big deal. At Ole Miss, it kind of is. So, a big game against South Carolina Saturday. Locked on college basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. All right. 
In the first segment, we talked about why I think that Auburn game is going to be the hardest game of 2023. There's a weird obsession that has happened in the last four months that started with that Twitter rampage that happened in late October, early November, and has honestly carried on. It's starting to die down a little bit, but it will pick back up shortly after the transfer portal window in the spring and probably into media days. It's weird. And why is the obsession happening? Why why is this actually happening? Because I don't think there's anything between Auburn fans and Ole Miss fans. I, I, I don't. But I think there's some outside stuff that is playing into the fact that this is happening. First of all is the Hugh Freeze situation. You know, forget the Lane Kiffin thing. Lane Kiffin spurned Auburn, went through, went re-signed at Ole Miss. So Auburn turned its attention to Hugh Freeze. Now, most of Hugh Freeze's contacts are at Ole Miss, which means there was no way to hire Hugh Freeze and not affect the apple cart at Ole Miss. A lot of the same people that are going on would have been Hugh Freeze guys because a lot of those guys are still there that are now Lane Kiffin guys. Okay? The offense and the reputation that's going on, there's going to be some similarity in types of players. There's really no way you can affect that either way. Coaches-wise, Hugh Freeze has an incredibly small circle. And they grew it out a little bit this time through, but there seemed to be several Ole Miss coaches that were in line in Oxford to go to Auburn. You know, whether it was Derek Nix or Jake Thornton or whoever it was that was happening. And that kept it all new. So the connection there is, Hugh Freeze really wants to get back at Ole Miss. And before you gaslight and say whatever that Hugh Freeze has moved on and he's a good, excellent human being, there's not a person in this world that has just forgiven somebody for costing them millions of dollars. That doesn't happen. Not at all. Somebody walking away for that, it, it just doesn't happen. So there's two grudges that are going to exist. One is going to be Ole Miss. He is always going to want to take down Ole Miss because of what it was to him and what it became to him. That's never going to change. And if you're an Auburn fan, you probably enjoy that because that game, they will always be up. Remember what LSU did to Ole Miss with Ed Ordron. Ed Ordron was always up for that game. Now, remember with Hugh Freeze, I had an office right down the hall from him. There's not many people, there's probably 95% of the people that are watching this podcast that has had fewer interactions with Hugh Freeze than I have. So I I know this person. I know what he's made of. I know what you need to watch out for. I, I know all of that stuff. So whenever I say that this is a game that he just absolutely wants to win, he might put on airs to people and certain things to make it sound like bygones, to protect a friendship or something like that. But as far as the institution of Ole Miss, there is no school that Hugh Freeze wants to beat more than Ole Miss. Now, they're going to say nice things about Alabama and they're going to do all of that stuff. But the reality of it is the Ole Miss job is personal to Hugh Freeze. Now, the other side of this is the Iron Bowl is just becoming one-sided thing to where Auburn fans at this point 
just don't expect to make a whole lot of hay in that game. I think, what have they won, three times in the past 10 years or something like that? And it's gotten to the point where it's a fairly one-sided game. Honestly, it's the reverse of what Tommy Tuberville did to them in the early 2000s. But they need that rivalry. The stuff that they can't say to Alabama fans right now, they need to say to other people. And Ole Miss has become the direction to where that is aimed. Because let's be real for a second. In the 1980s and 90s, when an Auburn team lost to Ole Miss, the head coach got fired. Heck, even Brian Harson got fired when he lost this game. That was their standard. That was their red line. That was their do not cross. But starting, honestly, after Nick Marshall walked off the field and the rules all changed in college football, and then it became more to where the transfer portal became a thing and NIL became a thing, Auburn has been on a steady decline since that game. To the point where, I guess since 2014, the first year of the college football, we'll say the college football playoff era, Ole Miss in the dead center had four years of probation to where their program was wrecked. In 2017 or 2018, they signed one player from the state of Mississippi, and that wasn't by choice. It was because no player in Mississippi wanted to go to that. They had so much uncertainty because they were told over and over again that Ole Miss is going to get the death penalty. With all of that happened, that program wrecked. In the last 10 years, Ole Miss has been to a New York Six Bowl game and two Sugar Bowls. They've been three times with two Sugar Bowls. This program has been on the ascendancy for a while. Nobody's necessarily known that. Nobody's been able to actually see that. But it's been going up. And at the same time, the Auburn program has been on the decline. That's one of the reasons they were so desperate about getting rid of Brian Harson, and the reason they tried so hard to get Lane Kiffin and whatever, because they did not want to become what Tennessee became, to where you're just in the wilderness for 15 years. And all of a sudden, you're 5-5 five and five over 10 years with Vanderbilt. That is what Auburn was trying to avoid. So, knowing that they tried, and they really tried to get Lane Kiffin, and they couldn't pull it off for whatever reason, you know, I'm not even going to get into that, but the fact of the matter is they tried, and they failed. And they hired a coach that was disgraced, at Ole Miss, went through some stuff at Liberty, you know, got got himself rehabilitated, not dissimilar entirely to what Lane Kiffin did. But you can see how everything is pushing one direction. So Auburn, at least for 2023, maybe for 2024, we'll have to see how this scheduling goes. In the next segment, we're going to talk about after Texas and Oklahoma comes in the league and what that will look like and why this game is going to become likely an other every other year occurrence as opposed to an every year and why that makes me sad. This rivalry, Auburn's going to have three rivals in 2023. It's not going to be LSU, but it's going to be Georgia, it's going to be Alabama, and it's going to be Ole Miss. Those are the three games that are going to be circled on the schedule. Now, you have fan bases that are going to say, oh, Steve, no, it's not. Or, and you're going to do all that because they have this faux superiority of this is the way it was in 1984 and this is the way it always will be. 
there are definitely some people like that. There's are people that are like 1997. They just pick a moment of time and they defend that take forever. But the fact of the matter is the last 10 years, fairly even on the successful front. I mean, everybody's going to say Auburn, I think, won an SEC West championship in 2017. Well, Ole Miss in 2015 was a crazy fourth and 25 play away from doing it. You know, it just is what it is. Like I said, NCAA happened in the middle, and they're as close they are. In the 2020s at this point, I think Ole Miss is the third or fourth best SEC team over the last few years, and that's all Lane Kiffin's doing. Anyway, when we come back, we're going to talk about why I will miss this game because I, I genuinely will miss this game as an every-year occurrence. So stick around. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, including YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, comment down below, and upvote the video itself. This is a game that likely is going to go to every other year, starting in either 2024 or 2025. Now, I don't know if that first year Ole Miss is going to play Auburn or if that first year will be an off year. <clears throat> but... It is going to change, okay? Auburn and Ole Miss has become just a wacky game with weird stuff happening, both down on the Plains and in Oxford. You remember that game in 2020 where the Auburn player touched the ball, Ole Miss player recovered in the end zone, should have been a touchdown. That would have put Ole Miss by, up by two scores. They called it, said he didn't touch it. Auburn went down, scored a touchdown, won the game. It's weird stuff like that happens. 2014, the Laquan Treadwell game where a player literally has his leg broke before he goes over the end zone. It Weird, crazy stuff happens. And I enjoy these weird games. I enjoy that they're as obsessed as they've been over the last few months with Ole Miss. And I enjoy what this game is going to be. If people want to think about it, think 2014 in Tiger Stadium. That's what Jordan Hare is going to look like when Ole Miss goes in this year. You're going to have a quarterback competition. The whole nine yards should be really interesting. But when Texas and Oklahoma come into the Southeastern Conference, the, I guess, overall accepted path that the SEC is likely to take is nine conference game, three permanent rivals, six players that go on and off the schedule, or six teams that go on and off the schedule every year. So Ole Miss might play Auburn in 2025. They won't play them again until 2027. They'll be an odd year team. That is the way this will look. And it is, you know, fairly apparent that the three permanent rivals for Ole Miss is likely going to be Mississippi State, LSU, and Vanderbilt. That'll probably be the three teams that Ole Miss plays annually um, when the schedule turns over. So that means everybody else will just be thrown into the blender. The Alabama, the Auburn, the Florida, the Georgia. I mean, you're looking at tough games all the time. It's just going to happen. Texas, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, all of this stuff. And it's going to go, you'll have an even year set of teams and an odd year set of teams. And that is going to pour cold water on this, honestly, burgeoning rivalry. And if you don't want it to be called a burgeoning rivalry, which I would imagine there's probably some Auburn fans that do not want it to be called that, quit acting like it. If you don't matter, if you don't care, 
then don't care. But whenever you do, it's kind of hard to say that you don't because people have receipts on that. So this game with all the weirdness that happens, you know, Nick Marshall running all over the field in 2014, just fantastic. Cam Newton throwing, running, and catching a touchdown pass in 2010. I was at that game. That was um, the almost gray jersey game. Um, Akeem Judd and Jordan Hare running over the tide in 2015. Last year, Quinshawn Judkins doing what he did. This game has provided, honestly, some memories, some fun stuff. 2020, like I said, the official bowl in the game. 2021, um, the quarterback gets hurt and almost has no wide receivers. They're sitting there playing walk-ons, having to play a game because all of their starters are out. All of this stuff is interesting because of the weird stuff that happens. And in a way, this obsession, this whole thing that this episode is about is one of the reasons I love this game. You see, I genuinely like interacting with Auburn fans. I like their passion. I love their passion. I love how sure they are about the superiority of their team. I like that. Might not be right. I might not agree with it, but I do like it. I respect that. But what I don't respect from them is whenever somebody else who has that mindset is just wrong. It isn't reciprocated. And that is what's leading right now to this one-sided rivalry where everything is directed this way. But nothing is going back. Now, Lane Kiffin is doing some sniping on Twitter at the moment. And this has a making of a game for him like Jimbo Fisher was last year after Jimbo called him a clown. I get the feeling him and Jimbo and him and Hugh are going to snipe on Twitter pretty consistently for the next few months. But... Once it goes every other year, that's going to die down too. You can't really have the rivalry. It can't really be a rivalry if it's every other year. Like Ole Miss and Arkansas, one of the most fun games in college football every year. It just happens. Weird, just nutty stuff happens. Everybody remembers the 52-51 game. Nutty stuff happens. Well, that game, once it goes every other year, it's going to lose a little bit of that luster too. But I understand it for Arkansas, and I'm excited for them because the Southwest Conference teams that they had to walk away from in 1992, 1991, they're back. The Arkansas-Texas game is an unbelievably huge deal. And it should be celebrated that that game is back. Arkansas and Oklahoma's played like 10 times in their history, even though being next-door neighbors. Absolutely nuts. Arkansas and Missouri. So there's not enough slots for Ole Miss to fit into that three, even though Ole Miss is probably the best SEC rival that our, our Arkansas has had going back to the 90s and 80s, way back into their history. So I think this schedule is going to be a good thing, but the Ole Miss-Mississippi State game, the Ole Miss-LSU game, and honestly, the Ole Miss-Vanderbilt game will be held in higher esteem than the other six. The other six will be, you know, there'll be even teams, there'll be odd teams, and let's dance. But those three permanent opponents, we need to focus on what it will be because that will be important. And I, I'm truly going to miss the Auburn game 
once it goes away from being here. Because honestly, if you go back and look at Ole Miss's history, they weren't really a yearly opponent until divisions happened in the SEC. They didn't play very much. It was kind of like Ole Miss in Florida, those those schools. Ole Miss played Tennessee and Georgia all the time um, in the 80s and 70s, but they didn't play Auburn very much. They didn't play Alabama very much. After they went to divisions, those games started to matter. So I guess over 30 years or whatever it is, it took that long for this game to develop a little bit of meaning to what it has. And honestly, it's taken a little bit of while for Ole Miss to get caught up to where it needed to be. Ole Miss in the 80s, scary prospect. In the 90s, it was okay. 2000s, transitioning, but better and better and better. They've been on a steady incline since, honestly, probably 95, 96 um, under Tommy Tuberville, which kind of started and jump-started the whole thing. So I'm looking forward to everything that could happen. Like I said, respect the Auburn fans, although I do think this obsession is weird, and I do think this game is going to be the hardest game of 2023. And, and that's even with going to Athens and going to Alabama. Jordan Hare is going to be an absolute cauldron into what I assume is that night. Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast. It's Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube wherever you get your podcasts. Anyway, thank you very much. I hope everybody has a good weekend. We have Derek Vandegrift that's going to come up after this. We have um, Brantley Wade going to come on and talk women's basketball this weekend. Kara McCutcheon might be back this weekend. Um, she kind of hurt herself, so we'll have to see how she goes, um, or else she would have already gone. So, we still have a ton of interviews left to get to. I do appreciate everybody watching this show, including the Auburn fans that are inevitably going to come in on this, but it should be a lot of fun. Anyway, I will see you later and take care.